0: Every second minute hour of the day we're given choices a choice for better a choice for greater a choice for change what are you choosing today what do you want for your life today i'm your host shakira shanae and this is the Unzip podcast every week i'm joined by amazing women and we chat about strength beauty and purpose and sometimes we just girl chat and talk about every damn thing But one thing that I can promise you is that every conversation is worth a listen. So here's to the future, and let's unzip the greatness in you. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Unzip Podcast. If this is your first time listening, what's up? I'm Shakira. If you are returning, you already know you are part of the squad, and we're happy to have you as always. So this weekend went by so fast i don't know if i don't know if you felt this way i don't know but i went to the beach this weekend just a quick little getaway and it, it just went by so fast i don't know if it's because i was at the beach or not but i mean are you feeling me on this or what i mean i talked to a couple friends that were like dang i feel I've, i actually feel for you because The weekend went by fast for me too and i was i was still here at home so i was able to do a little resetting and you know a a little bit of relaxation so i'm happy about that but now i'm like on to the next i gotta plan a new vacation and maybe make it a little bit longer than the weekend because it's just not enough time with travel but anyway let's get into today's episode. I have an amazing woman by the name of Kaylee. She is the founder and CEO of Heritage Baby Designs. And I'm so excited to share her story with you because it's so inspirational. I am not a mom yet, but for any mommy entrepreneurs out there, I think you're going to love this one. And even if you're not a mom, I think what you're going to find in this episode is a connection with wanting to have a brand so badly but just feeling like ah this the market is saturated i'm not going to be able to, to stand out like no girl poor guy if you're listening all my men out there shout out to you but no like it doesn't matter if the market is saturated if you used to see a gap in the market go after it right if you want to um If you don't see a gap in the market but but you feel passionate about something and you want to turn that into a business, go after it, like my friend Kaylee here. So Kaylee is a mother of two who resides in Ontario, Canada. And what I love about her story is she saw a need in the market and she went after it. After having her firstborn, her obsession for baby wearing grew. And so did her desire to find a product and brand that fits her wants. Now, she wanted something that was eco-conscious, company that gives back, and she wanted it to be parent-owned and operated, handmade, and of course, it had to be cute. And that's what she went for, and there you have it. Heritage Baby Designs was born just like that. You guys are gonna love this story. Let's get into it. Let's meet Kaylee. Hey, Kaylee, how are you?
1: Hey, good. How are you? Good. We're so excited to have you on. I have so much that I want to talk to you about. Um, I, I love your brand. I'm not a mom, but I, I actually like love your brand. I love the pictures. I, I love the story of the brand. So I want to get into all the things. hmm so first, let's talk about the beginning. Like, let's talk about where you're from and, and what you wanted to do before all of this. Yeah.
2: So I'm from Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. And growing up, I always wanted to be a teacher. That was my dream I thought that I was going to be a French and music teacher. And so when I went to university, I studied music and French uh, and then dropped out. <laughs> <Right>. Get out. <laughs> I, I went to a school notorious for strikes when I was uh, in university. And there was one of their biggest strikes while I was in university. And so in the middle of that strike, I went to work because I was living on residence, not making any money. And I thought, well, let me at least get a job. So I got a seasonal job around Christmas and was like, oh, I really like this. I really like working. <laughs> Never went back to school. What,
1: what was that job? I worked at Old Navy. It was really exciting. <laughs> Listen, Old Navy, they're good on the holidays. Like no, they're I'm seasonal.
2: currently wearing a full Old Navy outfit. <laughs>
1: Listen, they still have your heart.
2: Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, so I worked and dropped out and then kept working in retail for a really long time uh, and loved it. I found... Uh, A passion for training. So I guess it did come full circle. I did become a teacher in one respect. And so I've worked on a national scale and and a regional scale at different retailers and restaurants as a trainer and as a business coach. And I actually still do that now full time. Uh, I work as an area manager in retail. So
1: Pretty exciting stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah. So let me ask you, mm-hmm. I know that you you come from Jamaican and Guyanese Mm -hmm. parentage right which my family is jamaican awesome so we have that in common i want to know what 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 was their take when you had this whole plan and what you wanted to do and then you just dropped out and then took another route were they like super supportive they were like okay we we see where you're going here or were they like what are you doing we've worked so hard to bring you to this place and now you're throwing it all away i think anyone that comes from
2: an immigrant family can resonate with the uh encouragement let's say (laughs) right you go to school right it's um, we sacrificed a lot we came to come to this country to give you more opportunities and how great that you get to go and experience this higher level of education that we did not have access to back home or and wanted that for our family and our grandkids etc etc and so there was um i don't want to say pressure because my mom so I come from a single mother who came from a single mother. So my parents, when I talk about them, are my mom and my grandmother. But my parents were not pressuring me to go to school. Um, they, th- they said, you know, figure out what you want to do and then figure out how to get there. And the how to get there as a teacher was definitely to go to post-secondary, um, specifically go to university. So there was a lot of support there. My mom was a huge advocate of me moving out of the house at that point because she said, listen, you're kind of handed this golden ticket to learn how to be an adult at this age right out of school, and you get to have this environment where you still have people around you, but you can figure it out. What you like to cook, what time you like to wake up when someone else isn't waking you up, you know, things like that. So I did go to school kind of with that encouragement. Now, when I dropped out, my grandmother was upset. (laughs) (laughs) I bet, yeah, yeah. She had helped fund school. Um, I had, you know, a mix of loans and, and help from her. And so she was upset. Uh, disappointed and kept wanting me to go back and she said you know I understand you had hiccup there was an interruption I'm sure tons of kids um, who have been through school through the pandemic feel this exact thing you know there's an interruption you find something else to occupy your time do you go back to school or do you keep doing that thing that you're now on this little trajectory of you know right exactly and I decided not to go back I kept working I got a bunch of promotions I really loved it I moved into my own apartment And then went back to school and then dropped out again.
1: (laughs) So now this second time around in your mind, are you thinking, okay, I think I want to try this entrepreneurial route or are you still thinking, okay, I'm just trying to catch my footing. I'm just trying to see where, where, where's my journey? Where am I going? Yeah. So
2: by before 21, I had
1: been to school and dropped out three times. Uh, From high
2: school to 21. So it was definitely me trying to figure out what I was doing. I did change my major and change school. So I went back to school for business management, because I think some part of me understood that I really loved business. Uh, I liked the fast pace of it. And so I thought, you know what, let me do this because it's also transferable to so many different industries that when I find my footing, at least I'll have this backing, um, educationally, but then that didn't work out for me either. Uh, I didn't explore entrepreneurship really until my son was born. So I dabbled a little bit in real estate and found that I didn't like that either. I, my advice to anyone going into real estate is find a realtor or a firm that you can be an assistant to. And really get to know what that business looks like on a day-to-day basis because they think it's glamorized a lot and they do a lot of hard work especially now totally they do a lot of hard work and it's really nitty-gritty stuff that isn't for everyone and it was not for me (laughs) so i i didn't love that but i think that was my first foray into entrepreneurship in the sense that these realtors were working for themselves and so i was getting to see what that was like not them not having someone to answer to other than their clients uh, so that was interesting. And then I went back to work, worked a bit, got married, had my son. Then I bought a sling. I actually uh, bought a bunch of carriers. I knew that I wanted to be a baby-wearing mom. I don't know why I knew that. It just felt right. And I think, um, I don't know, it felt black. Like it felt like the right thing to do. Yeah. My mom was like, my baby has to be close to me. My ancestors have been doing it for so long. Why wouldn't I give it a shot? Uh, and of course, there was a big brand that was making it really popular at the time. And so I bought a sling, not from that big brand. I bought a sling from another Canadian brand, a small company, and bought a buckle carrier and a stretch wrap and something else. And then my son was born and within eight hours of his life, he was in his very first carrier. And it just felt like home. Like it felt right, it felt like exactly where I was supposed to be and exactly where he was supposed to be was right up against each other. And I was like, that's it. This is what I'm doing.
1: And in in that moment, you literally felt like, I I need to dive into this more. Now, do I need to dive in this more as in I'm about to buy every single one I can find or I'm going to dive into this more as in I need to figure out how I can make this be the best thing for me and my baby. And what would that be like for others? I think it was mostly dive into
2: this as in how can I really utilize this for me and my baby, but then also learning about different rep styles and different carrier styles and you know what we were gonna like the best, what he was gonna like, what I was gonna like. And so we dabbled, we played with different carriers. I bought used ones, I watched videos, I read books. I just, I really went hard. I don't know what it is about baby wearing that just really captivated me. It's like it had been waiting for me all along is how it felt. Um, and then I picked up my sling. And the first time that I used my sling, I cried. I bawled and bawled and bawled. I was sleep deprived. My nipples were hurting. My baby was crying and we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I was like, and you're a
1: first time mom and home
2: by myself in the winter. So like dead of winter. Yeah. And so I was defeated. I had been on the couch, like couch ridden essentially for two days because all he wanted to do was be on me and nurse. And all I wanted to do was like clean the dishes I didn't want to do anything super impactful or meaningful I just wanted to do something that made the house look less cluttered and that I could feel comfortable in usually when I'm stressed I like to bake and so I went into the kitchen thinking I'm going to bake a batch of cookies but I need to clean the kitchen first and he would not let me do it he just wanted to be nursing and I was like I've seen people nurse their babies in a sling like, how do I do this and I cried but we were both tired I was hungry I wanted cookies you know <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs>
1: You were having a moment for sure and a moment, a moment you deserved in that moment. You know, you're like, listen, how can I make you happy, but also make me happy? And all I want to do is eat some cookies and clean this damn kitchen. So how yeah. am I going to do this? <laughs> so, so-, so did you try to sling in that moment? I tried to sling in that moment. It was the wrong choice.
2: And my number one advice really? always is make sure that you're not trying to do something the first time you put your sling on. You know, you're just, you're just home um doing nothing and your baby's happy and you're happy and you're both fed and you've peed and your baby has a clean diaper that's when you're gonna try and you're gonna try it for five minutes that's all I want you to do (laughs) because you just want to see
1: if like the baby's feeling it right I'm assuming yeah Mm -hmm.
2: it's like when you go to the store and try on a pair of shoes like you're just gonna go and try them on and like no one goes shoe shopping when they're hungry
1: disaster (laughs) no seriously that is something that I do know about and that is a disaster exactly (laughs) (laughs) And so I finally got a hang of
2: it it took me a couple of tries you know but I finally got a hang of it and just found myself only reaching for my ringsling. I loved it it was easy to clean easy to care for easy to carry around I could put it in a purse and then put my full baby inside and have my hands free I could put them on my back put them on my front put them on my side I could use it as a nursing cover if I needed I could wipe up spit up with the tail of it (laughs) like I could do Everything with this one piece of fabric with rings on it, it was just so amazing to me. And so I wanted a second one because when that one was dirty, I wanted to have something when it was in the wash. And when I went to look for a brand to buy another one from is when I started struggling because I loved the one that I had from the brand. I, she's actually friends with me now, we're chums. Uh, It's a great brand owner, has a great brand story, is, you know, socially conscious and aware loved it, but I wanted a company owned by a person of color. I wanted a company that gave back from all of their sale, all of the time. I wanted a company that was clearly in it for the baby wearing of it and not for the aesthetic of it. And I mean, I had a laundry list of desires from a brand I wanted to support and I just wasn't finding it. So I did buy a second sling from the first brand, you know, and I still have them today, refuse to let them go, but then I wanted a third one, and I couldn't find a company still. And I thought, you know what? Let me just make one. I can sew. I got. I had this little 1970 something sewing machine sitting in my basement that had been gifted from an ex's mom. <laughs> it was like hilarious. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, I'm gonna try that. So I pulled it out, watched a few YouTube videos on how to use a sewing machine. So I had been taught from my grandmother years, years, years ago. I'd forgotten how to load it and fix it up a little. So I put it together, went to Fabricland and bought some fabric. And I didn't know what kind of fabric I was looking for. I did a quick Google search on appropriate ring sling fabrics, found something that I thought was cute, <laughs> and made a sling, I, it was awful. I also still have that sling, but it's a hot mess. I would not advise anyone put a baby in it. It's not safe.
1: (laughs) So after you, after you made this and you realized it was awful, like, were you just like, I'll just buy another one from that first company? I was determined to get it right. (laughs) Nice. I love that. I made it. I made it. It was awful. And I had more fabric.
2: It was like, well, now I know what not to do for the next one. (laughs)
1: So on to the next one you went.
2: Exactly. I should say my, so my husband's an uh, automotive engineer and in engineering, their whole philosophy is in prototyping, you make your prototype out to the end. And so I knew my first mistake pretty early on making the first sling. And he was like, no, Kaylee, you have to see it through. You have to make this prototype all the way to the end. Take notes on all the mistakes you've made so you don't make those mistakes the second time on your next prototype so I was like okay he's right <laughs> so I did and the second one turned out wonderfully and in that moment I was like you know what I can be the black-owned brand I can be the brand that like why not why can't I what's stopping right you? right I'm on maternity leave and I mean I was pretty near the end of maternity leave I was eight months in and so I only had four months left And I thought, well, I can't pull a brand together in four months, but I can sure as hell try. (laughs) I love that. And so I did. I just, I found a network of people that were willing to help uh, some amazing, amazing women that are still friends with me today who were really well-versed in baby wearing and not just the wearing of the baby, but the other brands and what they stood for and how it could stand out that really helped me um, bring my voice together for the brand and- it since then has really just been my goal to be about the baby wearing yeah sure I sell slings and I share I sell baby wraps but it's really about the experience of baby wearing and what that means and how it can help you in parenthood and through the time that heritage has been alive I've had a second baby and the first time baby wearing was a tool it was a great asset to have the second time it was pure survival (laughs) the end and my daughter was <laughs> born in 2020 my my daughter was born january of 2020 and so
1: just around oh the, so it uh, was covid it was you're home you're not going anywhere you have to sling it up all right. day every day yeah and my 2 year old who had been in daycare full time was now home
2: and bored out of his mu- like love you but <laughs> are we going to the park today are we going this today are we going to right, go to right, Is right. so it was keeping him entertained while also having a teeny tiny baby and my husband, lucky for us, we're so fortunate, did not stop working, but he was working either from home, but then he went back to the office pretty early. He actually has to. But at this
1: time, office. are you literally full-fledged in business as yeah,
2: well? Yeah, I'm fully in business, so I'm operating this business. I did not have a seamstress at the time. And so you were so- making all of these on your own? hmm Wow. Mm-hmm. So I That's something- amazing. Awful. It's something. When I think back at it, I did not sleep a lot.
1: that is amazing and you know what I hear so many I hear so many people say like oh I want to start a business or I want to do this but I don't have time or I don't have resources or it's already out there what I want to do is already out there so I you know it's a saturated market so I don't think that it'll make sense if I do it but everything that you're saying is literally you, you went against the grain and you still push through I mean you have two kids under two at this point correct two kid, you, well two and under
2: so he was two years and two months old when his sister was born. okay so yeah so
1: two and under <laughs> yep and it's covid
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you are running a full-fledged business and mm-hmm. you are so as someone's ordering you are creating mm-hmm. listen i commend you thank
2: you
1: i commend you Definitely. So w- what was what was that like? At any point did you feel like what were the hiccups like? What was the journey like? Did you feel like, okay, what what did I do? What why did I start this? Or was it um I have to keep going? I've there's gratification in this, or what what was your thought process like? Um, definitely both of those things still go through my mind on a weekly
2: basis. (laughs) Okay. That is real. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, last week I had a day where I was like, why am I still doing this? (laughs) Because I, it is fatiguing. It is stressful. People are mean on the internet too. Yeah. (laughs) You know, why do I want to keep putting myself out there? But then for every one negative thought or comment, it are a thousand positive ones. And that's really, it's that gratification is huge. Seeing messages from people saying, I love your brand, I love what you stand for, I'm so happy to support your business, is great, which is lovely. The messages that are the best are, I got a message from one woman saying she had the worst postpartum depression with her first dead of winter baby, had no idea what she was doing, had no support around, scarily went into having a second child, suffered with prenatal depression and anxiety, had a baby in COVID, And the sling brought her so much peace because she could keep her baby happy and she could also keep her toddler happy because she could put her baby on and then get down on the floor and play with her toddler. And those are the messages that honestly get me through every single week. It's like, I'm so happy that there's something that I could make and I could put my heart into that helped you because it's so hard. What we do as parents every single day is really challenging. It's not hard in the sense that we can't do it. It's hard in the sense that, We
1: do it (laughs) yeah and it takes everything it takes everything everything out of you because you are a mom and like i said i'm not a mom but i know the type of mom i have and i'm Mm -hmm. like to be half the mom you are i'm like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna literally like like it's an exhausting thinking Mm -hmm. about it because you you're giving everything to your child while also still trying to reserve Some stuff, some, yeah, some, some, something for yourself. Yeah. And, and, um, I know for you to be that brand that you were looking for Mm -hmm. and to know that you are a black woman, to know that you, um, I even saw that you, even down to the name, like you, you thought about the name and what it means to you and all of the the carriers are named after places that are close to your heart Mm -hmm. and places that you know and love and, it's made in, a, in Canada. It's using 100% European linen. Like like everything is so curated exactly mm-hmm. the way that you want. And to know on top of all of that, how it helps women all around the world. I'm sure that gives you so yeah. much gratification.
2: Tons. I love that's the part that I love. That's what I do it for. I received another message from a grandma and she said she wore her children in the seventies or yeah, I think she said the seventies and people used to look at her funny because no one was doing it. (laughs) She said, but I learned this from someone. I learned this from someone who brought it from their culture and it was so helpful to me. And she said, she saw me on the news. I had a really small segment with the birds papaya on the news and she saw my carrier on the news and she thought, Oh my gosh, that's what I need to buy for my daughter. And so she did and she, she bought it. For her daughter, and was so excited that she could pass that on, you know, pass that practice down. And that's what baby wearing is about it's about passing it on, it's about sharing it. It's really important to me that my community for heritage is the community that wants to help other parents learn how to baby wear, learn the benefits, and pass and keep passing it on because that's how it would have happened for our ancestors. They didn't write it down, <laughs>
1: they didn't Google it. Yeah, <laughs> I it's love that community. Yeah, I love that. And so, what what is on the horizon for heritage like what what what's your your Ask your reason. bag yeah,
2: I have um a really fun sling coming out in the winter that I cannot tell you about yet, <laughs> but I'm really excited I think it will speak a lot to who I am as a person. I'm a little nerdy, I'm a little dorky uh, but um and a little quirky, but I
1: like a minimalist style still. People are going to be like, what is she talking about? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I feel like your your brand is a, is a true, I think your brand is like true to who you are. Like now meeting you and then seeing your brand, I like get it. It's all pieced together. Okay. And I think that's, that was, is what make brands really special because it's all about storytelling at the end. And I feel like your story ver- and who you are is is exactly like what you get out of heritage. So I can only imagine it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be great.
2: I am looking at expanding. I just hired an assistant, which is necessary and very exciting. Nice. (laughs) Our seamstresses are coming on board. So I think just slow and steady wins the race. I'm not concerned about being the number one brand. I'm not concerned about being the only brand. There's so much space for all of us out there. I'm concerned about having a loyal following, I guess, and loyal customers. I want people to say wholeheartedly that they recommend my brand because the quality is there, but also the heart and soul are there. And that's what that's what I'm concerned about. And so far it has brought me pretty, a lot farther in a shorter period of time than I could have ever hoped for. I'm I gonna reach my goal this year that was my goal for next year, which is just- Oh,
1: that is amazing.
2: Mind blowing. I don't understand. I don't understand what happened.
1: (laughs) Well, what happened is you created something that people want. And even though it's already out there, you created it with a different story and you created it from a different place. And I feel like those are the brands that win the brands that are straight from the heart. Um, and that actually want to create something that is unique to who they are. And I think that's what you did. I think people can see that through your brand. So I have no doubt that you're going to continue to skyrocket because I mean, it's true to who you are. It really is. It's, it's all me. So, okay. I want to ask you three questions that we ask everyone that comes on the show and it's all about strength, beauty, and purpose. So for the first question I want to ask, uh, where do you get your strength from? The Strength to carry on, the strength to, um, you know, balance it all, the strength to continue growing your business?
2: Um, I think it comes from a few places, which I think is important. I think one channel is probably not sustainable. And so I'd say one is watching my mom. So my mom was a single mom from a single mom. They couldn't quit. There's no stopping. You have to keep going because there are people depending on you. And my mom never quit. My grandmother never quit. And I think I want to do them proud and never quit and and keep going. Um, then it would be my kids, my family for sure. My dream, my entire life has to be has to has been to be a mother. And so I now that I am that and I have my kids, I can't stop just because I reached that goal doesn't mean that I, I stop. I need to now nurture it and mold it into what I've always wanted it to be. And I just hope that I'm doing my kids proud. And then I'd say the last is my community. And when I see community, just like other black women, I think it's really important to see black women succeed and do well and reach new heights. I also surround myself by other women that I um, highly regard friends, family, and otherwise and want to be like part of that crowd that's being i don't know just doing the damn thing
1: (laughs) i feel that and i love that i love all of that and that that i i resonate with that as well um okay for beauty when do you feel the most beautiful um probably honestly when i'm pregnant
2: don't tell my husband
1: (laughs) really oh i love that yeah i
2: just i think it reminds listen, me listen he's going to listen to this yeah. and so just get ready <laughs> i think that it's that my body is fulfilling such a large purpose and i really love that i not everybody wants to be a mother and i totally respect that i think one of the the best decisions someone can make is to dedicate themselves to not having children when they don't want them, even though everyone around them is saying, maybe one day. (laughs) No, if your answer for yourself is no, don't do it. And I was the opposite. If anyone had told me, I don't know, Kaylee, maybe now's not the time, like, listen, I'm having babies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you're not gonna stop me. And so when I'm pregnant, I just feel like I'm fulfilling this need that I need to do it, but my body needs to function to, to raise a baby inside me and then when i'm nursing similarly i feel really beautiful when like my body is doing the work um when i'm not pregnant when do i feel most beautiful probably first thing in the morning after my my skincare routine when i'm all glowy from the serum feels good
1: (laughs) i love that what serum do you use
2: oh uh which one
1: You're like, what day of the week I are we am talking know. about? Yeah,
2: it's really bad.
1: I'm like that too. Depending on the week, if it's a stressful week, I'm like going in, like yeah. give me all okay. the acids. Yeah. And if it's like a slow week and things are just, you know, I'm just cruising along. I'm like, let me do things a little bit more natural and, you know, calming, but
2: yeah, 'm like, was it dry day? Did I sweat a lot today? There's exactly just so many factors
1: <laughs> it's so true, it's so true. last question is about purpose. When do you feel like you are living in your purpose? Hmm.
2: Honestly, all the time, every day, I think other parents might feel this, not all of them, but some of them that everything that I do, and I think this goes back to what you were saying, you know, your mom gave everything all the time and so how do you accomplish that but that's I feel that everything I do just sitting down and doing this podcast is putting my voice and story out there that hopefully my kids get to listen to one day and um when I sleep I'm sleeping so that I have rest so that I have energy because my kids are tiny and have tons of it when I'm doing something on my own if I'm taking a bath and doing my 5,000 steps of skincare it's because it makes me feel whole and makes me feel better but then my kids have A mom that's whole and better also and no matter what happens god forbid anything happens to my kids i'm never not going to be their mother from the second they were conceived to the moment i die and beyond i will always be their mother and so yeah it's lifelong and i'm so happy about it it's not i don't feel stifled
1: (laughs) oh that is amazing. oh my gosh that's amazing that is you're an amazing mom
2: no I am the exact mom that they need, and there's so many. Amazing- and that's
1: an amazing mom. Sure. Yes. I yes. <laughs> Take that and accept that and hold that because you I are. Do. Thank you. You are, and that that's really that's really special. That's really special. I love that. I love that. I love your brand. You're amazing. Tell everybody where they can find you. I am Heritage
2: Baby Designs everywhere on TikTok, which is an experiment.
1: <laughs> Listen, TikTok, like, ugh, I wanted it to leave, but it's, it's here to stay and no. <laughs> it will get you caught up. It will. Uh, Heritage Baby Designs
2: on Instagram. I'm on Pinterest and Facebook
1: and online at heritagebaby.ca. I love it. Thank you for coming on and spending some time chatting with us. I can't wait to see this new design that you have coming. Thank you. And all the things that you're going to do. Thank you so much.